This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Jason Cole joining us, fan-sided editor-in-chief. Follow him on Twitter at JasonCole62. He's one of my absolute favorite guys to have on. Jason, how the hell are you? I'm great. How are you? Oh, I've been worse, but I have been better. (laughs) I have been better. All right, first off... Uh, you got the Colts in the postseason. How big is this for Andrew Luck? Because I, I tell you, when we talk about the future of the AFC, we've been talking Mahomes and Watson, a couple other guys. Luck doesn't get brought up, and it's like, oh yeah, Andrew Luck's really, really good. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a, sort of this assumption he's there, but also this wondering: is he going to be what we all thought he was going to be when he first got drafted? And you know, he obviously showed it, and then. You know, he's missing for a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, you know, a pretty triumphant return. I mean, after some early season woes, and everybody knows about this. So, yeah, I think this is important. It's important for any player to establish themselves, you know, after uh, after an injury like that and say, yeah, he's back. He's back to what everybody expected. Jason Cole joining us on the show. So we have our standings now. Of the playoff picture and everything of that nature, who do you think? Who do you give the best shots to on either the AFC and the NFC to go to Super Bowl Fifty Three? Well, I think New Orleans is because of the home field advantage is overwhelming. Um, uh, you know, as much as the number one seed can be, I think that the AFC is just fan. It's fascinating to me. Now, I don't think Baltimore can win it all because I just don't think Lamar Jackson can do enough. But I think he can get them, you know, through a second game. Like, he can win that first game against San Diego. Um, it's going to be tough, but he can win that game. Get him to a second game. And with a luck, get to a third game. I just don't see him winning three playoff games against this field. Because the AFC field, other than Lamar Jackson, yeah. I mean, look at the quarterbacks. Talked about Luck. Talked about Watson. Talked about Mahomes. Rivers is in there. Brady's in there. I mean, that's a loaded uh, group of quarterbacks. So if Lamar Jackson survives that three games against, you know, he's going to have to go through three of those quarterbacks. And good luck, you know, good luck, and God bless to you. <laughs> Jason Cole joining us from Fansided. Minnesota or Pittsburgh, who was the bigger disappointment? Pittsburgh. How come? Hey, Pittsburgh, because Pittsburgh it's an accumulation of like the last five or six years. Like, I, don't you look back at Pittsburgh and go, there should be a Super Bowl or t- appearance or two in there. Uh, and there's not. And you just kind of go, how'd that happen? And, 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 you know, Mike Tomlin's a really good coach. And, he, and he's been around a long time. And he's, you know, handled that team pretty well. But he hasn't finished the deal. And you should have finished the deal somewhere along the line. Um, you know, Minnesota has been good the last three years. And, you know, heartbreak on a missed field goal, you know, things like that. But I, they, they don't have ben, they didn't have Ben Roethlisberger. You know they got by with you know 
you know, put, you know, bailing wire and string sometimes at quarterback, and then you get the Keenum. Uh, then you had Keenum last year, and this year you get the Cousins, who's a nice quarterback, but just kind of a, a derivation of Alex Smith. You know, he's like a little bit better than Alex Smith. That they're not overwhelming at that position. Pittsburgh is overwhelming at quarterback, along yeah. with the rest of their talent. Jason Cole with us on the show. I totally agree with that. Jason Cole with us, fan sided editor at Jason Cole sixty two on Twitter. Is there a guy who you think is going to lose his job or has already lost his job, head coaches, and you think it's completely ridiculous? Completely ridiculous? Yeah. No, but is going to be really hard to replace. Yeah, maybe that's, be, that's that's Mike McCarthy. You know, like Green Bay is going to find out that you you know he. You know, he did a lot of really great things there. The problem is, you know, it's the old Larry Bird thing about how the message gets stale. Um, and, and he's right. You know, in the case of McCarthy, his message gets stale, so they need to shake up. Shake ups don't always end up going well. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, and that's, and that's the part that Green Bay is going to have to kind of figure out. Like, you you got Aaron Rodgers. You better put this thing together really quickly and have somebody who's got a really strong plan about how are you going to make sure that you take advantage of what you've got here over the next three, maybe four years with Rodgers. But, you know, they're up against it with him. Yeah. Jason Cole with us on the show. What do you, what about uh, John Harbaugh? Like he can't, Steve Bishotti can't let him get away, can he? Sure he can. He could. Wouldn't that be a horrible decision? Uh, he, he, he might he might trade him. That's what I was told today. Who would you okay? Who would trade for who would trade picks for him then? Uh, Miami, maybe Denver. If so, you're Miami or Denver, uh, do you have a quarterback? If you don't have a quarterback, why am I trading picks for a head coach and a guy who they're good? He's a good coach, but he's not going to help I, me on the field. No, but you know I will say this: if you look at the history of coaching trades, they generally work. They really do. You know, like Shula, that was pretty good. Um, Gruden, that one worked out fine. Um, Dick Vermeil, pretty good trade. Yeah, it, you know, not every one of them, but they generally work pretty well. Um, yeah, but- you know, Bel- Belichick, that worked out all right. Well, yeah, and Pitts, well, they didn't know Tom Brady wasn't Tom Brady. Okay, fine, I could see that. Then. It, Jason it worked out. I'm just saying it worked out. I'm not. I'm not like trying to tell you that I predicted the future on that one. I'm just saying it worked out. Well, no, you're right about it. I just, I don't. I think that it, every situation's a little bit different. Like uh, Belichick, he gets Tom Brady. Tom Brady's great. Shula was during a different time with the Colts to the Dolphins. Well, they had great, and they, they had a, like they had a Hall of Fame quarterback and. You know, Gruden had Hall of Fame defensive guys, and he was a final piece. I mean, look, there, there's always that. I'm just saying that if you're going to analyze the history of trades in the NFL, trades for great coaches tend to work out because they're few and far between, and, they're, and their skills are transferable. Um, player trades don't work out as well because, uh, you know, they don't last as long, and their skills are not necessarily transferable to the team that's getting them. Like, the classic one is Herschel Walker. It was a gigantic failure yeah. for Minnesota because Herschel Walker didn't fit. In, you know, like they traded for a running back who didn't work in their system. Well, I'm, I mean, 
You know, in hindsight's twenty twenty. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, if you if you scan, like if you if you look at players and you go, okay, this guy does this really well, but we don't block for that. Well, I don't know how. By the way, how could you trade five guys? If you're Minnesota, how the hell could you trade five guys with with something in there? That you would just give away the pick that's commiserate to that to that player, and you would never think that he's going to cut those players that he's taken. How could you ever think that if you're Minnesota? What you just don't care because you really think you're going to win a Super Bowl with Herschel Walker? Is that it? Yeah, no, they thought that Herschel oh Walker was the final was the final piece. Well, then they deserve looked. what they got. That's what I'm saying. Right, I'm right, sorry, right? I mean, like that. That's why they and they got you know it's one of the great desperate trades of all time. Who should be Minnesota's right on was right on the cusp. So, Jason. Jason Cole with us on the show. Who should be coach of the year, Matt Nagy or Frank Reich? Uh, do I get Pete Carroll in there too? You can throw me. You can throw. What about th- what about Anthony and Lynn? Ah, okay. Give me an argument for either one of those guys over these two. Pete Carroll, they dumped how many stars off of that defense? And Earl and, Thomas gave them all the finger. Right. I mean, Earl Thomas gone. Richard Sherman gone. Cam Chancellor gone. Cliff Averill gone. Michael Bennett gone, uh, <laughs> and they won ten games. Yeah, gotta tip your cap to that. Uh, you know, Anthony Lynn playing in a stadium where you're, you know, the visiting team in your own place most of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, winning a lot of close games, overcoming a one and two start after some questions about your coaching ability the previous year when you went zero and four to start the season. A team that seems like snake bit. And, largely ignored in its own hometown. Yeah, I would say that you've you've done some fairly remarkable things with that team. So I think Lynn's right up there with anybody, and I think that Pete Carroll's right up there with anybody. Matt Nagy, nice job, but, I mean, their defense is loaded, right? But the Bears? The Bears winning that division? Well, I mean, look... Twelve and four—that's a hell of a they year. Come up with a color. look. They did a nice job. I'm not saying he's not a good candidate. I'm just saying, I, I, I think Anthony Lynn did a lot of stuff, and I think that Pete Carroll did a lot. So, it's you know, it's a, it's an interesting race among those among those four. And you had Nagy. Who was your your fourth guy in that one? Mm-hmm. Your, mm-hmm. Did you have Frank Reich? Reich. Heck of a job for for Frank Reich as well. I mean, that was one of the worst teams in the league last year, and they got better. I mean, who's the who's your like worst coach of the year? Like, who did the worst job? Like, oh, I'd have to say Hugh Jackson, right? He looked even worse because the Browns started winning without him. Yeah, Matt Patricia, though, you took a nine and seven team that was a playoff Ooh, contender. Yeah, good point. That's that's not it's not so hot. <laughs> like, that's a really good point, like, buddy. Yeah. So, anyways. All right, I'll take that. I like that point right there. Jason Cole joining us on the show. Are the rookie QBs of this class, who are you the most excited about at the end of the regular season going How can into their futures? not be excited about Baker Mayfield? Well, I decided to ask the question, but if I said, hey, are you excited about Baker, right? I I'd be know, a homer. Know, you know, know that. I know. Well, I'm playing I'm playing the radio host card, okay? <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're, I'm trying to transfer roles here. Um, <laughs> I mean, God. He's, I mean, Baker Mayfield's just awesome. Like, he's, he's a really great player who's got chutzpah, right? Uh, he's probably not, he's, I, I'm not, he's not Jewish, but he's got chutzpah, right? Mm-hmm. Like, serious, serious chutzpah. And, I mean, I just, I love the attitude. I love the spark. I love what he's done for the whole, you know, Browns organization from top to bottom. 
you know, and hopefully they go out and get a really good, like, I think McCarthy is a perfect hire for them. Perfect. And I think I do because, you know, he's, cause he's a tough guy. He's a Pittsburgh guy. Right. And he's not going to take any of like Baker's big leaguing Cause he can go, look, dude, I coached Aaron Rodgers. I've seen great. Right. <laughs> like he can do that mm. and play that card against Baker Mayfield in a heartbeat. And there's a great amount of trust between McCarthy and Dorsey. You know, they know each other really well. I just think that that's, to me, that's what Cleveland has to do. And they just got to pay whatever it costs to get McCarthy and, and let him, let him, let him develop Mayfield. Jason, you know, I swear to God, I wish I had more time, but now I have to let you go because we're up against it. Yeah, no problem. Call anytime. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.